everyone and welcome back to week three of this bonus series of the She Can, She Did podcast, focused solely on the theme, We Can, We Will, whether this COVID-19 storm as business owners that is. I've had a few messages since this series started from those of you who physically aren't able to access your businesses at present. Be it that you own a salon or a restaurant that's been forced to close, sometimes it really isn't as simple as just focus on your digital offering instead, when your company's existence relies heavily on face-to-face interaction with members of the public. So, with that in mind, today I spoke to a founder who can wholeheartedly relate. As the co-founder of Cake Drop, the company that she launched with her sister in 2017 that delivers the yummiest cakes from London's best independent bakeries direct to London offices, Anna Ward has been on quite the journey in recent weeks, given that her business, up until early March, thrived on office culture. On the 15th of March, before lockdown was announced, Anna wrote the following caption to Cake Drop's customers on Instagram. Sorry, we've been a little quiet on social media recently. With everything that's going on, it's been hard to keep posting away like everything is totally normal. Not gonna lie, we've been freaking out about how it's going to affect ourselves, our customers and our bakers. I'm pleased to say we're starting this new week feeling a lot more positive and are ready to ride this thing out. We're still delivering cakes as usual until further notice. Eight days later, the UK government announced that the country was in lockdown and I don't need to tell you that offices and independent bakeries across London were forced to close. With no choice but to reevaluate Cake Drop's entire business model, this is an insight into how the past few weeks have played out for Anna and her sister behind the scenes and the temporary measures that they've introduced to ensure that there's a business still standing in months to come. I take my hat off to them both and won't be forgetting this story anytime soon. As always, I really, really hope you enjoy it. Cake Drop is one of the businesses out there that genuinely does thrive off of office culture. And the past couple of weeks, I mean, I don't need to tell you, you know exactly what's happened. So um, what impact has the coronavirus had on Cake Drop over the past couple of weeks? I was, I was spying your Instagram just before this call and I've kind of seen it gradually play out. So talk yeah. to me through like, the process from like three weeks ago and how it like trickled through to now. Okay, so obviously no one really knew how bad it was going to be, I don't think. So I'm not going to sit here and say like, we had plans in place because we didn't. We just like panicked like everybody else. And it started with offices cancelling their drops, their cake deliveries for a couple of days later. And it was like, okay, it was just going to affect us for a couple of days. People don't know what's going on. And we only deliver to offices. So we rely on people being in offices. And then it spilled into the next week. And then we were like okay, this could be a month, this could be more than a month where we're going to have no cakes to deliver. So that is what's happened. Um, We are a cake delivery for London offices and no one is in a London office right now. And no one really needs a cake for 25 people in their house. And equally on the other side, all our bakers who bake for us are struggling to get ingredients. They run kitchens of multiple people so they can't operate. So we've kind of got the problem from both sides. So yeah, that is, that has, that's what's happened to us. That's reality, <laughs> yeah. I mean, as realities go, that's it's not the best one, is it? Let's let's kind of drill down into that then. So how has that played out mentally for you? Because I always think this, it's so easy to talk about things in hindsight. I know that you've got a solution coming, but at the yeah. time, 
what how did you because I, I think this is the thing with running a business there's always going to be days that test you granted this is like a massive one for everyone but what did that reality look like in, to, in, in your head how did it play out mentally do you know what I mean the thought process yeah well it was like I mean you're right when you tell these stories in hindsight it always comes across like well I thought this and then I thought this and I decided this it makes it sound like we all make these really simple decisions but it's just an absolute mess really (laughs) I think the panic was about revenue because obviously we all survive off the revenue that comes next week and the week after and the week after like no one can take a break from that so it was like what are we going to do to keep ourselves going in the short term so that was panic number one panic number two is in the background we're preparing an investment round that we wanted to close in summer and the reality hit that the sort investors are going to have lost money potentially um the stock market has crashed so it's going to be harder to ask people for running so what are we planning long term because that was that was funding us long term and then finally like we are a business that's got a mission to support other businesses in London aka the bakers and create these moments and we're just not fulfilling anything so uh, preparation wise I think the first thing we did was we just got cash flow up and Nicola and I my co-founder and sister and we just looked at okay what's going to be affected step two was like we need to talk to our customers reassure them that they're not going to lose anything so rather than cancelling and refunding we can just keep their their cake drops on their account and say you can use them when things are back to normal so and tell them that we're focusing on keeping ourselves going so are they on they, are they on retainers then? Pretty much. They buy all their cakes in advance for all their birthdays or monthly cake days or whatever. So just to reassure them that they're not going to lose anything and that we are focused on keeping ourselves alive so that we're here at the end of it. And then with in terms of finances, we just looked at where we could cut costs immediately. So as soon as things got serious, like Which was when in your mind? Like when there was talk of lockdown. Mm. which was probably the Thursday before the Monday lockdown. There was talk of it. And I was like, we need to act now before I might not be able to leave the house. So I drove into London and shut the unit down. Our unit that like our hub where all the deliveries go out from, which we could shut immediately with seven days notice and basically moved out of it to save money on the rent, which was really sad. Like it was a sad day because it felt like hard work undone. But I just had to remain grateful that we could do it. There's lots of businesses out there who were stuck paying for things. So, so what, what kind of, sorry to interrupt, but what, what kind of rent is that? Just like a as and when you want it, you pay per day kind of rent? No, so it's like um, monthly rolling. Right. Because the units where we are are so in demand that they fill them immediately. Okay. Yeah, um, so I just, I negotiated and got a deal where I could just give seven days notice. And there will probably be somewhere for us when we need to start operations again so yeah we were just lucky that we're in that situation but I must admit I'd say the first three days of like knowing there was going to be a lockdown I just cried every day (laughs) so it's so easy to sit here and be like we did this and we did that and then Mm -hmm. we reviewed our finances but like realistically I did just sit at home and cry and watch the news and cry yeah (laughs) although I never felt like it was the end yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's like a gut instinct saying that you're going to get through it, but it is just that. I think it is. It's like, like we were saying before, the press record, like it's woken everyone up. So it's kind of like we all know it's um, no one wants this, but it's like, okay, game on. 
if you want your business to survive, what are you going to do? But there is obviously that panic beforehand and it's so understandable. Everyone, Everyone's kind of, I think that period lasts uh, a, a different length of time for everyone. But yeah, you are so 100% allowed that time to be like, what the hell is going on? Because it's just, it is absolutely bonkers. I mean, I have seen though, that you have already within a week or even a couple of days launched some amazing initiatives. So talk me through that and the kind of process thinking behind them all. Yeah, so after we'd done like the panic and the finances and the communication. (laughs) Yeah, the crying. um, We were like, okay, there must be something we can do in this time to to fulfill our mission so yeah there's no people in the office but people are still working from home and they still need those moments of joy in their day and we are we're a curator of that it's not about cake it's about the moment and the togetherness and the moment it arrives and that sort of thing and we have bakers who can still bake in some capacity and we need to keep supporting them so we just decided letterbox brownies it was easy enough to put together well so I thought (laughs) (laughs) I was like I've got this Setting up a little side business while there's a pandemic is not the best thing to do. But anyway, whatever, I've done it now. So yeah, basically we set up a side website within, I don't know, four hours or something of deciding to do it. Sourced packaging, spoke to bakers all over WhatsApp, the most unprofessional business planning ever. And we just shoved it online and were like, we'll probably sell 25 boxes of brownies to go through the post to people at home. Within an hour of launching the site and putting an email out to our customers we had sold something like 60 boxes. Oh my God, that's amazing. I only had like 50 boxes ready to fill. So I basically spent the last week panic buying boxes, on the phone to packaging companies, learning how to print address labels, all this stuff that I just don't know how to do. Do you know what though? Like I'm so impressed because I didn't, I, you wouldn't, you would not have a clue that you'd never done that before because it's even the small touches I personally love, like uh, as an onlooker, it's like the quote, like this too shall pass. It's one of my favorite quotes and you've gone out of the effort to, yes, you're panic buying, but it's still those little things that make it extra special. And it's, it's like, I suppose for anyone listening, it's, it's in terms of advice, it's, it, you're kind of an example of you can adapt quickly but also adapt thoughtfully as well and not not kind of let what's the word I'm going for let things slide you know let your standards slide because yes it's like a quick fix but it's still cake drop personalization and making it extra special you know oh well it's nice to hear that because for me it feels like nothing perfect that we've launched so far like it all just doesn't feel very perfect because it hasn't been the time but then nothing's ever perfect but you're so right that you can do two things in this scenario. You can do what the majority of people are doing and say, I'm going to use this as a break and to catch up on all the things I don't usually do and read a few books. Or you can say, you know what, like I'm going to do better than I was ever going to do in this time. And and both, both are fine to do, but it's good to know that the tough thing is that in this time, it's not about selling. I mean, you just can't go out to people who are, feeling really uncertain right now and try and sell them stuff so when we put the brownie box together it wasn't about let's make money in this out of a crisis it was more let's still bring joy to people's day like we do let's bring something low cost to employers to send to their staff to to give them all a boost and make them feel like they're still doing something for their staff in a bad time and look after our bakeries so I guess that would be my advice for people who are going to try and adapt to do something else don't do it 
for profit do it to fulfill something else so for us it's fulfilling our brand you know sticking to our brand values like you say because you can see that through the packaging sticking to um what what we do and what we're good at um rather than just kind of putting something out there to and look it looking like we're just trying to make money Mm. but But i would i would caveat that though with the fact that if you do make money from this there's nothing wrong with that do you know what i mean like it's like the intent is so there and it's amazing but like yeah I think someone that I spoke to the other day she said you know it's about right now I think we're all unless you are a soap brand or an anti-back brand or something I think I don't think it's necessarily about making profit it's about kind of covering your costs and ticking over right and then That's you can it. pick it up on the other end so yeah and we've been really transparent about it and in all our marketing which is like we're trying to support our business we're also trying to like fulfill our mission help us out yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think people people absolutely appreciate that yeah, definitely. How are you looking after yourself throughout all of this? Um, <laughs> to be honest, um, I keep asking myself why I've done this because I think I've thrown myself into way more stress than I would have been in just worrying about the business and not doing something else. But on Sunday, I finished all like the labeling and everything and just like prepping and was like, I'm going to have Sunday afternoon off. And then I was like, I'm bored and I'm no one if I'm not working. So maybe this is my form of looking after myself. It's like not having time to think about the pandemic and just (laughs) throwing myself into something else. Like maybe that is it, but... I mean, if you're going to throw yourself into something, a box of brownies is a pretty good thing to throw yourself into, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's something else that's going to bring... There's all the stress involved in setting it up and operating it, but people are going to start receiving their boxes tomorrow and that's going to feel great when I start seeing the post, so... Apart from that, just not watching news anymore. Yeah, I know. Like, I've kind of, it's so funny, isn't it? Everyone was kind of addicted those first few days. And now it's, I kind of check BBC once a day, twice a day, maybe, for just like an overall consensus. Yep. Yeah. It's still there. And then it's like, okay, (laughs) that's it. We'll switch off. No, I mean, what's your advice then? Given that you, you know, you mentioned just a few moments ago that you have kind of had that direct relationship with what your customer wants. What's your advice for brands listening to this that are trying to get to grips with that? Like, how have you gone about the kind of communication, not just with your customers, but your bakers with the offices? I suppose there's so many difficult conversations that people are going to be having over the next few weeks. What's your advice for founders to deal with those conversations? I think like we were initially worried that we were just going to be inundated with emails wanting money back and things. And so we just secured our position before anyone could do that. So, I mean, it's a bit late now to be talking about this, but if you haven't yet spoken to customers and think maybe a payment's coming up next month or whatever, get clear on your position now so that it's not like emails coming in and you deciding and then you feel under pressure to give people what they want. Everyone needs to understand that you want to protect your customer's business and equally they need to protect yours. So our position when we spoke to customers was always, we want to do the best for you whilst protecting our small business as well. And I think that's the most important thing. So get clear before you speak to anyone on what your position is and what you can do and what you're prepared to give up and what you need to be, yeah, really clear. Basically. Um and what was that can you say the question again no to be honest I think that you've you've kind of answered it it's like it was about communication and everything um (laughs) don't worry I mean honestly like I feel like um I everyone yeah everyone's a bit frazzled at the moment aren't they in terms of going forward then Anna like you obviously mentioned that one of your concerns is uh the investment thing and it's one of mine as well and I actually got off a call at lunchtime with a an amazing lady that like has advice with all of that 
and she was basically reassuring me that actually investors, yes, the market, it's likely that we'll be heading into a recession, but equally interest rates being low, there's so much opportunity for investors right now. The ones that have money to splash around still, there is opportunity there to invest Mm -hmm. now. Do you know what I mean? So in terms of scenario planning, I know that so much of the uncertainty comes from the fact that we don't have an end point with this. But have you kind of considered how you're going to approach those conversations with investors? No. <laughs> Look, that's a job for next week, okay? Yeah, do you know what? I'm like, even even I'm stressing myself out asking that question. Look, so. I mean, yeah, <laughs> thanks for the reminder. Um, no, next week is about taking a break from the brownies now that I'm like, got to grips with the operations and I've got to review <laughs> got to review all that sorry, sorry I, know, I love that honestly like to be honest I feel like I deserve that response so I uh yeah moving swiftly yeah, on just as well as this little side business and getting all the brownies out and yeah, doing yeah. it all yeah. my- and when you <laughs> Okay, um, going forward then, if you could give any founder any advice right now that's listening to this, they might be running a service-based business, they might be running a product-based business, doesn't matter. What would you say to any fellow business owner right now? Um, my sister Nicola reminded me when this all started that we've probably been through worse times than this. You know, not as a society, but as a business, we've been cash-strapped before, we've had problems before. And to be honest, if anyone is going to get through this time and be able to handle it it's a female founder you wouldn't be here in the first place if you didn't have the guts to navigate something like this and come out better but but don't feel pressure to like be setting off fireworks now and making a difference reaching out to investors (laughs) (laughs) yeah just know that you'll come out whether it's in one month two months three months time with something positive Mm -hmm. with progress made that you that you had your cry even if it was like a week of crying but you did something that you can thank yourself for down the line yeah. I think don't have a break now don't treat this as a break I love that and, and second that as well um I mean just on that note you know how who who do you kind of reach out to for support in terms of like obviously you've got your sister as a co-founder but like I know that you're quite close to some of the officers that you work with as well but like who who's your kind of go-to that's helping you navigate this situation when you do have questions where both you and your sister are stumped yeah um first of all our accountant has been absolutely amazing cone accounting at just being like there for us and because they're speaking to loads of businesses all the time so they completely get your situation can compare it to other people's secondly um yeah like you say I'm quite close with some of the offices we deliver to and I'm in a whatsapp group with a few girls who work in some who have their own businesses some who have kind of side businesses and some who work in different offices around London and we've been having these weekly zoom meetings we're calling it wine Wednesday where we drink wine and wine Wine. yeah yeah I'm, I'm in a similar one called the exact same yeah. <laughs> funny that <laughs> I think like one week we all spoke about our problems and the next week all we did was laugh and talk about absolute crap and that's been such a nice thing to do and the whatsapp group's always going off and it's quite nice because everyone in the group's problems are really unique when you're having a really bad day someone else is feeling positive and it lifts you up and then someone else is having a bad day and you're not and it means so it's like general life like there's always someone to pick you up but it feels like at the moment there's always one person in that group to pick to pick the rest of us up someone I can't remember who it was who said to me recently an analogy which was really good for me thinking about how to like 
treat everybody else in this time but also think about my own situation is that you can say like we're all in the same boat but we're kind of not there's people who are loving this and having a glorious time and sitting at home like doing puzzles and there's people who are working in the NHS so we're all in this stormy sea the same rough stormy sea but we've all got different boats like some of us are in tiny old boats that are breaking some of us are in huge boats but and we've got loads of people to look after in our boat and I just it really helped me to think like stop comparing who's worse off and how Mm. my situation is worse than the next person and just think like we're all in different boats here with unique problems and we can all help with each other's small problems somehow yeah I love that I mean it is like I I think that's what's kept me sane is that like kind of you can don't get me wrong this situation you're so allowed to kind of wallow in self-pity for a bit but at the end of the day I do think there comes a point where you need to slap yourself around the face and the perspective that there is always so many people what more worse off and it's like it's it is that kind of yeah everyone's in everyone's I was about to say everyone's in the same boat uh, but everyone yeah is in that same sea that. <laughs> um but yeah no it is it's that perspective and kind of just making the best out of what what you've been numbered with I suppose okay then Anna once you are out the other side and offices reopen etc etc what are you going to do to reward yourself because I feel like you deserve it I meant to get married in June let's hope that happens and if it goes ahead that will be the reward and go on honeymoon and not do any work because then I can I deserve the break because I didn't take a break now um that's just fingers crossed oh my god my fingers are like crossed and then some Oh, I know. I don't know what to say. I'm like, because it, again, it's such just like. I know it's like there's yeah. no point being like it will be fine because it might not be fine. Mm. But that is what I'm holding out hope for. You and me both. Thank you so much, Anna. Genuinely, I know how busy you are, so I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for listening to that episode. It genuinely means so much to me and I really, really do appreciate it, especially given how busy everyone is right now. If you found this episode to be useful in some way, shape or form, it would genuinely mean so much to me if you could please rate, review and subscribe to the She Can, She Did podcast and share these episodes with any of your fellow friends in business or just in friends in general, to be honest, to give this series a little boost. Between you and me, rumour has it those numbers help when talking to potential sponsors and I don't know about you but I could really use one of those right now. (laughs) If you are new to the She Can She Did podcast and fancy listening to some motivational stories from some pretty incredible female founders to get you through the next few weeks too, please feel free to rummage through series one and two of the podcast as well. There's some pretty amazing women and stories hiding in there. Have a great day girls, keep going and please do tune in tomorrow.